Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. As anyone who has listened to this show is well aware, an emerging forest is about increasing opportunity, increasing fertility, increasing options for one to have adventures. And a core of that is finding out how to or the centerpiece of that is looking at a garden and saying, how can I make that more fertile? And then if you look in the mirror, you have a mind, and a mind is a garden. And I'm extremely pleased to have with me tonight uh, Michelle Levy. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much, Alan. And... For the next hour, uh, plus or minus, well, plus, (laughs) for the next hour plus, um, we're going to listen to an expert in uh, freeing up your creativity. Now, Michelle's uh, field of focused expertise is not just in writing but in uh, creating an environment to open up the individual to express themselves. And so let's, let's take a trip back, way back, Michelle, Mm -hmm. and sort of uh, give your, uh, how did you um, how did you walk to where you are? What was your journey like? Uh, where did you you know who did you learn from? What was what were your formative um, what were the formative events in your life? Um, 
that's that's what I'd like to know. Thank you. I'd be happy to answer, and I just want to thank you for having me on tonight. It's really good to be here and talk to you and open the channel to whoever's listening. So thank you. Um, I guess it started in New York City in the 90s. I was at NYU as an undergrad, and I had stars in my eyes and wanted to be an actress, and I got into Tisch School of the Performing Arts and was placed in the Strasbourg studio and learned a lot of Lee Strasberg's techniques and had two hours of relaxation a day as part of the training and method acting. However, I didn't find the studio arts to be intellectually challenging enough, so I transferred to the College of Arts and Science, where I specialized in neuroscience. And I worked at Mount Sinai's PET scanning lab and the brain scanning lab for a year, and I thought of becoming a clinical psychologist or a neuroscientist, but I didn't want to spend that much time in the laboratory setting. So I took a year abroad in Latin America. And when I returned, I decided to get a master's degree in writing. I'd always been a writer. I'd always filled blank notebooks. And now I'm a writing teacher. And I would say that my my coaching and teaching incorporate method acting, relaxation, and all of my exercises are based in neuroscience. So all of them have a basis in neuroscience and are geared toward awakening dormant areas of the brain and suppressing inhibition so that deep creativity can emerge, so that discovery happens in situ while you're writing or while you're acting or while you're in a business meeting, I really believe that my techniques can benefit almost anyone. Um, and I bring them with me wherever I go. So um, my, I'm a career book editor and I proofread manuscripts. That's my bread and butter. But my passion mm-hmm. is teaching experiential workshops where we touch things and move our bodies and breathe deeply and contact nature and contact each other intimately so that we can feed on the energies of our fellow students and create something wonderful together. And also that you can take with you outside of the classroom to improve the quality of your life and keep your brain sharp while you age and just Create the best legacy while you're on the planet. Wow, that's a that's a great mission that you have, um, and it seems. Uh, it, I mean, it's not it's not a, a um, it's not an accident that you uh, got the tool, went to one school, got mm-hmm. the tools that you needed, and then your capital S self basically said, um, well, we're done here. Let's introduce some dissatisfaction or let's introduce <laughs> a, motiva- a motivating force to jump over there. And then you go over there and you go get what you need over there. And hmm. so you'd like to, or you, or in our uh, uh, 
consultation before the show, you indicated to me uh, that you would like to basically use this show as sort of, or, or parts of this show, as sort of an exercise that people can walk through and actually open themselves up to give examples sure. of self of self care uh, and uh, exercises of to um, create a space for creativity to happen, or if we're going back to the garden exercise, to say, okay, I'm going to feed my garden, and mm-hmm. it is in the it is you know, it is in the remineralization of the soil that you look at it and you say, well, it didn't change in that instant, but of course it changed in that instant because you acted and everything's different now, even though, Mm -hmm. you know, the minerals haven't gotten acted upon, the conditions have been created. So, even yeah. even though you know even though you haven't run the marathon, your first day basically saying here's my first day and my goal and here's my plan. Um, that's a pre- that's a pretty powerful, uh, you know, every everything is a pretty powerful first step. Yes, uh, this is accessible for beginners and experienced practitioners and people especially who are maybe professional healers and practitioners and have clients of their own. What I'm about to share can hopefully be useful for people with their own clients, their families, and and themselves for creativity and productivity. Okay. Uh, I just thought of something. Before we get into that, I would like to tell everyone listening that you can be on the show and you can ask Michelle questions. Uh, the number to call is 646-564-9714. And Michelle, would you also give uh, your contact information and your website so that we, uh, we have that out there at this time? Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. I do have a personal website. MichelleSydneyLevy.com. That's Michelle with two L's, Sydney like Australia, and Levy like one of the original 12 tribes of Israel. MichelleSydneyLevy.com. Awesome. And my contact page is there as well, sure. You can find me on Facebook and and other places. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, uh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, again, thank you, Alan. It's just really a pleasure to be here talking to someone like you who really gets it and stimulates my mind with wonderful probing questions, and I look forward to more this evening. And um, I also want to thank whoever's listening because you've just given a gift to yourself. And I would like to, as I do with my students, invite you into the here and now And set the arena so that you arrive in the present tense and forget about distractions just for the time being so that you have an enriched experience. 
So if you'll do me the favor and put down anything you might be holding in your hands. First, I'd like to invite you to give yourself a round of applause by clapping. Give yourself a round of applause for showing up for some brain food and for some enrichment or for dessert because this is continuing education. This is voluntary and you are doing yourself a favor just being here. So rub your hands together, creating some heat with your wonderful, creative, powerful hands. And I'd like you to give your hands a little self-massage right now by pushing on the pressure points. It's called acupressure, the most notable one being between the thumb and the forefinger. And give your hands a nice massage. These are your instruments of creativity and also of destruction. So just recognize that your hands are powerful whether they be an artist's hands or an engineer's hands, your hands are so important. And now I'd like you to shake off the essence of everything your hands have touched today. So shake your hands out. Think of everything your hands have come into contact with today. Shake it off. Shake it off. We're freshening up. We're bathing our hands with fresh ideas and fresh power. We're recharging our batteries. Now pretend like you're playing a concerto on the piano. Feel every finger loosen up from gripping that gizmo all day long. And relax your hands. So just look at your hands. Look at the palms of your hands. Let that color of pink flood your eyes. That's your native color. That's your native state. That's God-given skin right there. Take a little deeper breath than you might have been breathing all day long. Hmm. Now think about one thing your hands have done that maybe no one else's hands have done, something special or unique that you have done with your hands. It might have been cradling your child, making music, Comforting a dying relative. Carpentry, massage, cooking, gardening. Your hands have the power to create and the power to destroy. When you hold an instrument, it's just an extension, a prosthetic of your body. Now, if you'd like, you can write about that tonight, the most unique thing your hands have done, or you can write about it first thing in the morning. And when you're stressed, I invite you to give your hands a little massage. Mm. 
with acupressure points and look at the color and get in touch with back to yourself and and freshen up from holding the gizmos and the computers and the doorknobs and the keys and the steering wheels and the forks and spoons and the clothing and the chemicals all day long. Before you sit down to write, make art, or have a difficult or important conversation, look at your hands. Remember who you are. These It's really, you know, we don't look in the mirror too often. We don't really acknowledge our body too often. So the primary way in to writing something authentic, creating something authentic, or speaking from your heart is to ground yourself in your body for a moment. And the more often you practice, better at it you'll get and you can access this core authentic self in a matter of seconds simply by clapping once rubbing your hands and having a look at them now what's interesting is this technique is one of the techniques that help lucid dreaming one of the ways if you recognize that you're dreaming to stay in the dream is to rub your hands together so we can talk a little bit later about if, if anyone's interested, I have some lucid dreaming techniques and rubbing your hands together is, is one of the Sonoy method of dream control techniques. So I hope you enjoyed that brief exercise. Very much. Thank you. I have a lot of writing prompts around hands. You can write about someone else's hands. You can use your hands as a central character. You could try to sketch some hands. They're really fundamental part of ourselves. And and they have a lot of stories. You know, our lines, our wrinkles, our freckles, our the care of our nails, you know, they it really taps into our it, it's a really easy way to access the deep self, believe it or not. When you just spend a mindful moment relating to your hands, it's like relating to yourself. And a lot of yoga traditions have you placing your hands on your heart. But before you do that in a yoga class, look at your hands. Connect with your hands and understand why we place our hand on our heart to feel the electromagnetic pulse coming off our own body. When we shake hands with people, we're exchanging information via inconductive electrical signals, rich information that we have not even mathematically named yet, I believe. You know, six, seventh, and eighth senses. And I guarantee do a lot of them are, are in our hands. So, and, and that's one thing they're working on at Mount Sinai, in fact is the uh, importance of skin conductance. So, like I said, this is, this is all based in science, and you can feel it happening. So you don't really need a textbook um, to, tell you, to tell you this. It's intuitive because we're human. Thanks, Alan. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> so there's a lot of – you just gave us uh, one cue – 
mm-hmm. um, for a way to have what you what we were what you were calling a mindful moment. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about uh, we were talking about ways to have mindful moments. And I believe this program is about, basically this is about ways to have that, those mindful moments mm-hmm. and introducing the, the listener to um, ways, to culti- ways to cultivate and enrich their lives, um, yeah. whether, they are, whether they are writing or whether they're, I mean, hmm, let me take that back. Everyone's an artist. Mm-hmm. Everyone is creating with passion, or I encourage everyone to create with passion. And in many of my past shows, I end with, um, well, here's uh, what the guest has done, and I'd like everyone to t- to accompany me on an understanding that this is just a um, this is just motivation for you, for the listener to take up any of these practices for any any amount of time, and so the more practices that we introduce, the more the the larger the possibility is that the listener says, "Oh, I can do that," and then once you open the door with one practice and see the uh, the liveliness of your life on the other side of having commenced doing that practice, maybe you'll return to this program and uh, take up some more uh, practices. Or maybe you'll find um, a an instructor or a, another source of inspiration enters your life. So why don't we uh just walk through someone's day and instead of having um uh drinking a glass of water be drinking a glass of water instead of having uh opening a door be opening a door uh let's add something to that and so mm-hmm. please uh, please do oh it's my pleasure and what you said about the buffet of activities we can do is so true i had a teacher uh, a, a very gifted 7th and 8th grade language arts teacher and it wasn't until 20 years later that i used one of her exercises in my in my work as a writer and so yes when I teach a class I kind of dump a whole bunch of these games mind tricks or um, reality checks on people and you might find that you don't use it for until three years later and you'll say aha that you know and come back to it so i love to just deposit ideas in people's minds um just with an open invitation um if they're listening consciously you can kind of put it in your piggy bank if it's not immediately applicable 
you might just find that you're in a dark forest or, the, or you're in a blackout. And you remember one of my techniques to do in the dark. Or you might find all of a sudden you're gifted with a pen that lights up and you say, oh, Michelle mentioned that three years ago and I'm going to use it now. So, yes, it's very exciting to me and I'm very generous with the number of activities that I deliver in a workshop because I know that it's not one size fits all and maybe it's a priming. It's priming to go into your life. So I, I want to share something a brief meditation from Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. And he was this guru in, in California and Oregon in the 70s. Um, but I've kind of borrowed from the little orange book of meditation and adapted one of his suggestions, which is the stop meditation. And he recommends just about six times a day when you think of it, stop. You freeze. And you take inventory of your body. You take a snapshot of your body and your respiration, your heart rate, and everything around you, Um, the taste in your mouth and the sounds that you hear. And then you keep moving. Um, But the funny thing is he says that people might notice that you freeze. And this affects the chemistry of the people around you too. And what I discovered was that if you do this, you know, if you stop for 30 seconds, six times, 10 times a day. You know, a lot of people are busy and we're in a fast moving world and they don't have time to slow down. And, and a lot of people I've talked to, they, I don't have time to meditate 10 minutes a day. In the morning, I'm hurrying. In the evening, I'm putting my kids to bed and too tired. But if you meditate, say one minute a day, one minute, 10 times a day, then you have meditated 10 minutes a day. So, what I integrated, okay, was that when you walk through a doorway or put your hand on a doorknob, that's an opportunity to stop and take a mindful moment. And what I have people do is feel the magnetism, the pull of what's on the other side of that door inviting you in, wanting you to be there. And it's your future. Your future is pulling you toward it through this door or up this staircase. So that's why I, I call it gateways activity because every threshold that you cross in your daily life, from the living room to the kitchen, from the sidewalk into a building, or I like to do it before I go up a staircase, Use that as a 30-second mindful moment. Imagine a movie camera zooming in on the doorknob you're about to touch. You know, what color is it? What's the temperature? Is the door metal, wood, new, old? Who are you going to see? Do you want to be going through that doorway? you want to be going up those stairs? If the answer is no, you must ask, why am I going through? Who's pulling me toward my immediate future? And so walking through doorways is actually an opportunity 
to take a mindful moment and micro-meditate. And if you continue to do this and you find you're doing it six to ten times a day, you become a more present person. And I think the people around you will notice. It requires, of course, disconnecting from technology. And I mean, you could do it in a mic. The, the better, the more often you do it, the better at it you'll become. And uh, if, if, I, if I may, I want to introduce a phrase that I heard that rocked my world. And it, it came from um, Sue Kenny, who's a barefooting aficionado. She, she wrote How to Wear Bare Feet. She has a line of like barefoot kind of shoes that are like just a strap of leather so you can go into a restaurant. But she goes everywhere barefoot. And um, she taught me when she was in Ecuador the concept of being in ceremony. So one thing you can say to yourself at any given time of day in any places I am in ceremony. What I am doing is my sacred task. The people I am serving are are my subjects. And I, I am in service to the people around me. And I handle objects gently and with reverence. I'm grateful at any moment for my hands for what, what they do and what they can do and what they have done. And so if you, if you also at this moment walking through a door say, I am in ceremony, then I think it, it raises you up to the level of priest in your ordinary world. And you could even imagine how whatever you're doing was done 10,000 years ago. And that also helps to kind of get back to your primal nature and raise up the ordinary to the extraordinary. So I think this, and, and just imagine you're in a movie. I mean, whatever it takes to get there, to this um, transcendental state of mind, we all go to our day jobs and we, and, you know, go through our routine and, you know, numb. We get numb. We get numb to what our hands have touched. And, and we get numb to the impact of our actions. But if you suddenly say to yourself, I am in ceremony, then everything becomes a ritual object. And it becomes a party. You know, the... Uh, the business meeting becomes a party and the family gathering becomes a round table of royals, you know, eons ago. So it's really just a playground for your imagination. Every, every day is a playground for your imagination if you allow it to be. Okay. On, on that note, we're going to take a short break and then when the short break is part of the party, everyone, and then mm-hmm. we'll come back and we'll uh, continue 
uh, in ceremony. The song I'm going to play is uh, Dave the Bard, Hal and Toe. to International Pagan Radio. You can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time. Welcome back to 
an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Welcome back, everyone. This is a live broadcasted show. This is not a recording. Um, so if you want to be on the show, if you want to talk to Michelle about creativity, about your block, about any anything to do with writing, about anything to do with art, about anything to do with coming out of your shell, uh, please do call. And the number to call is 646-564-9714. And before the break, we were, um, Michelle was talking about being in ceremony. And then Michelle and I talked a little bit during the break about that. And it's changing your, um, as we talked about in the break, it's changing your level of enthusiasm for your own life. It's instead of seeing it as um, watching paint dry, it's seeing it as watching paint dry, but it's extremely interesting because there's in every activity, um, there's, oh golly, I'm here. Please would this get over? (laughs) And that doesn't offer an opportunity to have that, activity explode your life that it's basically saying oh i don't really have any opportunities here oh golly there's opportunities every single second for your life to take a tangent for your life to go to to for new things to pop up in your life that never would have occurred to you yeah So, I, I, I believe. I mean, it's basically, it's uh, sort of motivating a change in love or respect, and it's not for other people. It's your, it's it's the experience that's coming out of you, and. It's it's basically saying, I'm here, my lack of motivation is from inside me, and you don't have to do all 24 hours of your life at the new level. You can start mm-hmm. with a mind, you, you don't have to, like, all of a sudden go from um, zero to 100 miles an hour and be Mr. Smile or Ms. Smile all day long, um, what you can do is you can light yourself up for a very small portion of the day, and you can see how that affects your life. And then you can take that practice and start expanding it. Um, One of the ways that Michelle and I talked about is 
expanding it to um, maybe some aromatherapy when you get home. Maybe you just have a bottle of lavender uh, that you um, that you open up and maybe you put a dot on some object. Maybe you put a dot on your wrist. Mm. Um, keep going, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, uh, body adornment is, is interesting because I used to, well, occasionally I still do draw a card from a deck. And I'll draw the symbol from the that I drew on my body temporarily for the day. Um, so you don't even need a tattoo. You can have a makeup brush, uh, makeup pen, something like that that's safe for the skin where you draw a symbol. And that's like a private reminder of your special moment. Um, and, you know, props like essential oils, crystals, nature finds, mala beads, statuary candles. Um, or even a, a piece of jewelry um, can definitely activate that special feeling. But I would definitely—I want to share with the kind of working crowd ways that you can play with your imagination while you're out and about at work on the train, etc. And so I, I'd love to share two. Um, Again, like micro meditation, brief activities you can do. And if you're listening, I would love to invite you to do a very simple breathing technique that can invigorate you when you're feeling sluggish. Um, so if you will, once again, just straighten your back and nod your head up and down as if you're nodding yes just to stretch your neck. We're always staring in one direction at our phone, so just roll your neck, look away from the screen for a minute, and do this very simple breathwork technique. The pattern is inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. This just gets you to breathe a little more deeply. So you inhale twice because we breathe in, we breathe out. We breathe in, we breathe out. Once in a, and you breathe naturally, but then just inhale again. So inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale again, exhale. By doing this, you will nourish the body with extra oxygen. You'll wake up. Your eyes will be brighter. Your breath will be fresher. And your posture will also be more upright. And I think that people will perceive you as a more vibrant person, but with just this simple breath technique, which you don't have to memorize anything. Just when you breathe in, breathe in again. And if you're bored in a conversation or if you need a little courage to do something, um, even if you're feeling sad and you want to, like, turn it around, this can actually help a lot. Why? Because we go from unconscious breathing to conscious breathing. We take the reins of that wild horse 
You see, we're breathing very shallowly all day long. And guess what? We live somehow with this shallow, slumped breathing. We live, but we really don't thrive. And so junk food will keep you alive, um, but it's not really nourishing for the long haul. And in the same way, these shallow breaths we breathe all day long will help us survive, but they're really not going to invigorate us. So when you need an extra deep breath, just inhale twice. And again, I'm going to borrow from the lucid dreaming practice. It's called the reality check. And I'll explain later how it's used. I really think in the context of this conversation, a digital clock can be your prop. So you may not have your crystals with you. You may not have your um, Kali statue um, or your, your aromatherapy oils. What you might and likely do have available to you is a digital clock. And what we're going to do is, I would say also six times a day, look at the digital clock, note the time, look away, and look back. Now, let's say the clock says 410. You look away, you look back, it's going to say 410. In a dream, numbers do not stay stable. Numbers and letters do not stay stable. So, Every day, multiple times a day, look at the digital clock, note the time, look away, look back. It's the same. Maybe it's 4.11. It's the same time of day as it was 30 seconds ago. Now, if you do this six or ten times a day, it's called a reality check. There will come a time when you look at the clock and you look away and you look back and the numbers are slithering like snakes or the numbers have reorganized themselves into Rubik's Cube-like scramble, then you know you're dreaming. This is one of the reality checks for lucid dreaming is, you know, when you become lucid in a dream, quickly look, look at the digital clock and you'll, or, or at letters or numbers, and you'll see if they're, if they're swimming around, you know, you're dreaming, then you can proceed to launch into a lucid dream. For our purposes, if you make a practice of looking at a digital clock, looking away, and looking back at it, it's a moment to do your brief micro-meditation and say, I am holy. I am in ceremony. What I'm doing matters. I'm breathing. I'm a daughter. I'm a mother. I'm going somewhere. My future is around the corner, and, and I create with purpose, and my life matters, and when I pass away, there will be people who mourn my passing, and I have power. I have creative power and destructive power. That's all you have to do six times a day, and your life will take on a richer vibrant. And when you go to write or make a speech or do some coding or 
or sewing or knitting or running, you know, um, it will all be in technicolor versus the grays that we've become used to and satisfied with. And so, you know, I loved at the beginning of the show when you said, I I think we were on air when you said um, it took dissatisfaction to catapult into the next stage or the next arena of study. And so doing these reality checks will also compel you to take stock. and, And so if there's any resistance to this, it can be scary. You know, it can be scary uh, to say, well, what if I do this and I'm still bored, unmotivated, and, and not as productive as I'd like to be? Um, I also have techniques for, like, generating ideas. If you're kind of blocked and you need to produce some content, um, I, a lot of um, my exercises are based in the body because that's your main instrument that everyone has. It doesn't discriminate based on race, class, religion. You have a body, you know, that you can not only you can mine for rich mineral and material for whatever your pursuit is. I've actually worked with doctors and help them become better communicators so that they could be better doc. You know, I believe that uh, medicine is an art as well as a science. And so I, I love working with doctors who, who want to be the best doctor they can be. And a lot, and through communication, you know, I, I like to um, help people assert themselves effectively and gently. I'm into nonviolent communication. So I'm open to questions because I just have so I have excitement for for releasing blocks and in a therapeutic way. And I teach a class called Healing Through Writing. And so all of this is meant to increase wellness and and be kind of healing and soothing and and increase longevity because I really do believe if you're exercising your brain the body will follow and if you're exercising your body the brain will follow and longevity is one of the benefits of these practices Mm -hmm. so one of the things that we talked about uh, yesterday was a lack of assertiveness showing Mm -hmm. up in people's output and Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. would just talk about how you know that what is what shows up? What fingerprint? Mm. What uh, mm. key symptoms show up that you see that define that situation? Oh, I would love to talk about that. I'm just taking a note. Just a moment. Okay. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. I think I'm going to write a book one day on, on effective assertiveness or gentle assertiveness. Um, okay, so what I see in students who are afraid to write their truth, um, and and uh, this is very interesting, a population I work with are mothers, mothers who've had traumatic births, 
also um, show these signs. Um, trauma in all forms can depress the nervous system. The good news is that can be massaged back to vitality. So uh, signs. Signs of a depressed nervous system are apologizing, asking for permission when no permission is really required, shallow breathing, uh, also maybe a contracted posture. Um, and in those cases, in all of these cases, one of, the, one of my favorite things to do is work with the throat chakra. So I was telling a friend who's into the chakras, which are the midline points on your body, there are more than seven. But the you know famous ones are the seven rainbow colored chakras, and the throat um, is seemingly the most obvious um, avenue for opening up communication. Uh, but when I I talked to Elliot Freed, who's a Chinese medicine doctor, um, you know I said I work with the throat chakra, and I put my you know what we put our hands on our throats. You know, really, the purpose, the, the, the seed of our expression is really in the heart and in the lower chakra. So over-focusing on the throat chakra was a mistake that I was making early on. And bringing it a little bit lower um, in your work is effective. But um, so, so let's not... Oh, and then another thing that amazed me to learn was that, you know, when we put our, our, our hands on our heart, below, you know, under that are the lungs. And the lungs breathe voice through our vocal cords and are also responsible for expression. So uh, deep breathing, we need, we need clean lungs. Um, we need fresh air. And, um, you know, smoking is kind of a no-no. <laughs> it's also self-destructive. Now, what's interesting about smoking is it's a commonly known self-destructive behavior, but another symptom, even of a writer who's blocked, is self-destructive behavior, which can be sugar, junk food, you know, other ways we're depriving ourselves, negative self-talk. Um, so, you know, a lot of writing teachers bring out the negative self-talk. You write your worst thoughts on the page, and then you burn them or tear them up, or you write in a different column, you know, the positive opposite. Um, and there's ways to kind of heal the negative self-talk. Um, I hope I'm answering your question about what the signs of uh, blocked or suppressed person are what's amazing is it's mm -hmm. not the person who's bawling in public it's not the person who's crying in public it's not necessarily the person who's bruised and banged um it's these are like silent killers um so a lot of it is really in the language people use and so i had a, a hang gliding instructor i said you know he told me to reach for this you know, cord, and I said, I can't reach it. And he said, hey, this is a three-hour lesson. And in this three hours, we are going to use only positive language. We're going to avoid the words don't, can't, won't, not, without, 
nothing and any negative language. And to my amazement, this gentleman, uh, who was an AA graduate, managed to, I mean, we spent the entire day hang gliding, and he managed to avoid those terms. He taught me that you can always phrase your language in the positive. So every once in a while, I take a day, one day a week, I recommend, and say, this is a positive language day. And instead of saying, I can't meet you at five, you'd say, you'd say, I can meet you at 5.15. You know, instead of saying can't, won't, don't, not, you can always rephrase it. So I encourage you, Alan, and everyone listening, take a day, declare this to be a positive speech day and, and writing and everything and give it a try. It encourages, you know, you have to slow down. And I want to say overarching in this whole work, is slower, more intentional movement, walking meditation, writing by hand, talking face-to-face, going analog instead of digital. Uh, But in case, you know, it's very hard to encourage people to slow down. So instead, I'm working with what we've got, this fast-paced environment. One thing you can do is speak only in the positive. Give it a try. And you're going to be amazed because this is, how to win friends and influence people, you will get a better response to your request. And, and, and over time, you will have better relationships with your friends and your family and your children when you couch your, your requests, even your critiques in positive language. There's always a way. There's always a way to phrase it mm-hmm. in the positive. So I encourage you to, to take the challenge and try it. Try a couple of these things. <laughs> the digital clock and the positive language <laughs> and the deep breathing. Yeah, if the, if the digital, if the numbers on the digital clock is running running around, mm-hmm. um, if they're, if they're they've turned into a bunch <laughs> of stick figures and they're running around, mm-hmm. you're dreaming. Now, this is so, one of those things that you, in five, five years from now, all of a sudden, you're going to, like, have a lucid dream. You're going to be like, oh, my God, it's working. It takes a little right. while to sink in. Right. So thank you, Michelle. And what I would like <laughs> for you to do is I would like you to summarize uh, what you do, what you offer, what things are coming up for you that people can get in touch with you about, uh, what webinars, what, uh, what uh, consultation products you offer, and then, uh, of course, give your contact information again. Okay, Alan. Thank you so much. And, again, you'll, I just, before I even say those things, I want to thank you again because what you're doing is art for our sake and contributing to this collective treasure chest of voluntary education, which I think is the best, you know, when people show up because they want to um, and because they're enriching themselves and it's not work and it's not paid and it's not paid for, you know, it's really pure. And so I really appreciate what you're doing. And I I thank you again. what What I would say here, here's my, 
Um, here's my core thought. The most valuable actions that I take are actions outside of the dollar economy uh-huh, uh-huh. because because I get paid back outside of the dollar economy. So if I work for $10 an hour, I have a contract with my employer and I will after the hour I will get $10. If I work without a def- definition and I create something like this program or uh, I work in the garden or or anything else in my life without and without a limit on what I'm putting in and without a limit on what I can receive back for it, that's infinitely more valuable than working for ten dollars an hour. A hundred percent. And I encourage you to work on both simultaneously while you're getting, while you're not you personally, Alan, but anyone who's listening while you're in your day job, you can be simultaneously conducting this unpaid art artistic experiment that feeds your soul and, and then feeds this, you know, the zeitgeist or the collective consciousness that that really grows us as a society so everybody understands everybody understands income streams so you can have (laughs) your income stream which is your paid job but then you can be throwing out all these other lines into the water right with all these other income streams with your mindful moments with your uh lack of negative verbiage uh with your self-care with your um uh, with your symbol uh, that you've drawn on on whatever part of your body, with all these other things, right. those are multipliers, but they're yeah. not multipliers because I, because you don't get paid back from those in anything that looks like a paycheck with you know with with with, with withholding. You, you, so what you, what you do is you begin to operate in the other universe. So there's mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. material, there's the material work universe, mm-hmm. and you can start to operate in the other universe mm-hmm. with all of these other suggestions that we, we've talked about that Michelle has suggested in this hour. Yeah, and, and too many writers think I didn't write today. Well, if you, you don't have to write on paper. You can be writing in your mind, and you can be writing between the hours of nine to five, and not just wait till till six. You know, so it goes. It's the same is true for whatever art you're pursuing. Um, so, thanks for inviting me to talk a little bit about where where I'm headed. I'm teaching a beautiful three-hour mini-retreat workshop in Chappaqua, New York, on September 15th, called Gateways to Creativity. It's at a beautiful estate in Chappaqua with indoor and outdoor spaces that just kind of blow your mind. It's an enchanted space. 
I'll be teaching mm-hmm. at the Center for Continuing Education in Larchmont, New York. Those are going to be practical classes, essay class and journaling classes. Um, I'm, I'll also be teaching at Rye Arts Center in the fall, a couple more practical classes. Actually, those are cool. That's, I'm teaching writing from visual prompts and uh, a class called Wild and Tame, how where we write influences what we write. And I'm going to take my students around town to different environments. I also have a Facebook group that's growing called the Wind Catchers. It's free to join, and I just put um, not only writing prompts, but interviews with inspirational figures and just cool news from the creative world and opportunities for scholarships and things like that. So that's called the Wind Catchers. It's a Facebook group, and it's free to join. It's a you know, creative inspiration group. It's good for entrepreneurs and artists. And I do have an I have an article coming out in Salt Front magazine in September. And I'm at MichelleSydneyLevy dot com. That's my website. Please find me there. Please get in touch. I love answering questions. I'm a book editor by trade. I help people get published. I help people pitch agents with their manuscripts. And I have lots of clients and testimonials in that realm because that's what I've been doing for 20 years in New York. Um, My bread and butter. So I'm very grateful to have that as, as an income stream. So I can teach (laughs) where I don't make a profit, (laughs) but I enjoy it so much. Teaching groups is my passion. And people ask me, when are you going to have an online course? I think I just basically delivered one, but, um, you know, I really enjoy (laughs) interacting with people. I really enjoy interacting with people live um, in person. So If you're in New York, come to my class. I would also like to teach at retreat centers around the country and around the world. So I'm available for that. Thank you so much. I'm very glad we met. Oh, yeah. You've you've given me me a lot of. uh, You you basically, it's so interesting because I'm, I have uh, some contacts at uh, festivals in uh, northern New mm-hmm. Jersey, um, right. so there's there's a there's a lot of opportunities <laughs> if you wanted to go uh, be immersed in. I mean, it's so. It's like, do, why would I go I teach a writing with... class there? Well, you get to meet well, so I... many people doing so many things. My dream, in fact, is to work at some kind of psychedelic retreat where they're using psilocybin or MDMA. They're using that in experimental psychology research now with PTSD and depression and addiction. And there's this component of the work called integration where people reflect on their experience. And I I would like to lead writing workshops with, with people on psychedelics. That's my ultimate dream. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll discuss this offline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, like, it's the wave uh, it's of like, the future. Okay, I've, they're that, legalizing that might, that psilocybin might be, uh, in, that in might Colorado. Be so, that might be sooner 
that might be sooner filled. I mean, I don't exactly know who I have to ask, but I don't really have to ask that many people. Um, well, you know, I mean, they just legalized psilocybin in Colorado, and, you know, there's a lot of experimental research going on. But the purpose, of course, is healing trauma and, you know, I, I believe, of course, that all the channels can be opened without drugs, as you can definitely yes. tell from what I've told you tonight. Um, but Absolutely. that's just a fascination. We, uh, we, we'll, uh, we'll talk because <laughs> I'm just like realizing, okay, you, you're into healing all these things. And uh, I, we, yeah, there's there's a lot more uh, a lot more information <laughs> that we should we should exchange. Yeah, there's a lot of thank you, thank the, you, Michelle. Our... Thank you, Michelle, uh, for uh, for being on tonight. So it's a my my distinct pleasure to uh, to host this show and to have you on. And thank you, everyone, for listening, uh, both now and in the future. And uh, my name is Alan Ritter. I used to, I was a uh, a PhD chemist. Maybe I still am. Uh, I sort of fell fell out of enchantment with uh, with hard sciences. Um, I sell produce now, and uh, my email address is r i t t e r period a l a n. 88 at gmail.com and you can get in touch with me about being a guest on an emerging forest or about produce or about life Um, and thank you so much for listening to the show and once again thank you Michelle for uh, being my guest my pleasure keep in touch I will thank you so much good night listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Mm-hmm.